Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warriors Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars sinai 32 years. What a busy day in the operating room yesterday. This was a surgery that I began my day with that I've been thinking about for a long time. Every night I'd go to sleep taken my mind through the operation. What am I going to find? That x-ray just haunted me. Would there be enough bone? This was a policewoman who in her 30s had a hip replacement. Now she's 20 years later. What a sweet, beautiful person. She protected all of us here in Los Angeles for all those years, catching bad guys. But listen, when you're 30 and 40 and you're running around a lot, you wear out, particularly the old technology we had. And she was so tough, she just kept going. Well, by the time she now comes to see me, I looked at the x-ray going, oi vey! The socket of the bone socket joint, the prosthesis had spun around, bone was missing, the plastic was completely worn out. It's almost like looking at a house, you know, appreciating all the termites in the floorboards. And I thought about, what am I going to do? Plan A, plan B, plan C. What kind of prosthesis? What am I going to find? What kind of bone? And that's how I began my day yesterday. It's called a revision hip replacement. When I started my career 32 years ago, that was really my thing. I invented a lot of tools. I had a lot of patents. And I was kind of the king of redoing everybody else's stuff in the neighborhood. I remember there was an orthopedic surgeon in town named Leonard Marmer. You know, Dr. Rosenfeld, Robert Rosenfeld took care of the Raiders. These guys used to send me all their cases because they didn't want to do the redos of their hips. So I became pretty busy pretty quickly at Cedars with doing revisions. Now, thank God, I'm a big shot, so I don't have to do as many of them. But... I still do them, and it kind of takes me back to those days when I just had to be a master carpenter in the body, which was just such a joy, and still is a joy. It was really kind of cool. But I won't say uh, I wasn't a little bit nervous because you just don't know what you're going to find, and there's no place for being nervous. you got to fix it. You're the surgeon. you got to figure out what to do. There may be other people in the operating room helping you, and they're there to help you, but in the end you got to have some wide shoulders. People go, when they meet me, Dr. Clapper, you look big and strong. Is it from surfing? No. I got wide shoulders because I got a lot of thoughts on top of my head. But I love it. What a privilege to be able to be a surgeon. And what a great day I had yesterday. So thank you to Carlos and Sandy Lee. And certainly to Adolfo, who says to me, after the case is over, Dr. Clapper, I have a prize for you. I have a gift for you. What's the gift, Adolfo? My mother, she's from Guadalajara, Mexico, 
has a secret recipe for salsa, and I made you some. Oh, my God, I poured this stuff all over my lunch. I had it this morning on my eggs before I came to do this show with you guys, and it made me think all these years, what's my favorite salsa? My mouth is watering already. La Victoria. Damn right. Medium. I'm not doing the Suprema hot or the mild. I'm doing the medium, and I pour it all over eggs. It's like I died and went to heaven having this salsa. But the reality is this town is blessed with some of the best homemade salsa. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Lynn Davidson from Tito's Tacos, who has a secret recipe. What about Antonio's on Melrose? Their salsa is amazing. Los Toros, one of the best salsas I've ever had. And certainly El Tarasco in Manhattan Beach. You know, when you know a lot about urine, they call you a urologist. When you know a lot about hearts, they call you a cardiologist. I am a salsologist. Yes! That's right. I may be an orthopedic surgeon, but I am also a salsologist. I am an expert in salsa. Pretty good for a Jewish guy from New York. I'm so excited for today's show. Except my mouth is watering. I can't even speak right now. My guest is a renowned, one of the best in the country, urologist. She is amazing. Dr. Karen Eilber. And she's calling in at 8.15. You do not want to miss it. Because her expertise that we're going to talk about today is prostate surgery. Yeah, you may say, oh, well, I don't care. I don't need that. Yes, you will. Sooner or later. Sooner or later in life, you're going to need me, an orthopedic surgeon, and you're going to need a, someone who knows a lot about the prostate. Because it just is a matter of time. And we're going to go over all, not only the anatomy of it, but I'm fascinated because her expertise as a surgeon is fixing also other people's problems. When they take out your prostate because there's cancer, now all of a sudden you can't hold your urine. Now all of a sudden you're incontinent or more, you're also impotent. That you, you lose the dysfunction of what the prostate is all about. So it made me think all week, I'm going to talk to someone about the plumbing. I'm a carpenter. We're going to talk to a plumber, a master plumber. But think about it. The same pipe, I don't have to get detailed, but the same pipe that allows you to drain your bladder is the same pipe that makes babies. We are built with a single pipe that has multiple uses. Wow. And you know how much I love the world of art, the world of surgery, the world of sports. Where do we see Multi-use in art, in sports, like we do in the world of surgery, of urologic surgery. Oh, boy. In 1983, Marvin Gaye sang the national anthem at the All-Star Game, the NBA All-Star Game. And you may say, what the hell is he talking about? He's going crazy, Dr. Clapper. He's talking about Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem. At the same time, he's talking about multi-use of our body parts. Because Marvin Gaye was the greatest Motown R&B singer ever. I don't care who else came. There was nobody ever like Marvin Gaye, who I got to meet, by the way, in 1983 as an intern. That's another story. Who could not have been nicer to me. But Marvin Gaye is given the task to sing the national anthem. Okay, Whitney Houston did it in 1991. What a terrific song she did, a version. Everybody does it, and it's great because it was Whitney Houston. But she sang it the way you're supposed to sing it. Not Marvin Gaye. 
Marvin Gaye said, no, I'm a multitasker. I'm a multi-thinker in the world of music. The rendition, you're going to hear it because I'm going to play it for you. Steve Paulette's got it ready. Is with a reggae beat. He sang the national anthem 1983 like nobody else has ever sung it before and made a hit out of it, out of the national anthem. And what about in sports? Where do you see multi-use? This is fascinating to me. Because the same Staples Center, the same Pepsi Center, the same United Center in Chicago, where there's the Blackhawks and there's Chicago Bulls basketball team, there are men and women who work all through the night to turn over the, st- the arena, arena conversion, they call it. No, it's not making a Catholic arena into a Jewish arena, that different kind of conversion. It's converting a hockey rink into a basketball court. But just like in urology, how you can do surgery on the prostate because of cancer, you now affect incontinence that you can't hold your bladder anymore. Complications, you don't line up those rows right by a half inch. Row 26 now is in New Jersey. How do you deal with those challenges? The same challenges that Dr. Karen Eilber deals with, affecting different functions of the same plumbing, same pipes, is in arena conversion and is in Marvin Gaye, all of a sudden taking that beautiful voice of his and changing and affecting the national anthem. Clapper Vision, I want to talk about LeBron James. LeBron James and his high ankle sprain. What is the difference between a high ankle sprain and a low ankle sprain? The Clapper Vision will involve a house. The walls of your house are vertical. The roof of your house is horizontal. The low ankle sprain, typical rolling your ankle, those ligaments are the walls. They're vertical. Those ligaments go north-south around your ankle. But the horizontal ligaments that attach the tibia and the fibula, like the roof of your house, they're horizontal. You can do well with a tornado if it busts the wall of your house. But if the roof goes flying off, you can't live in the house anymore. That is why it's much more intense of an injury and recovery for a high ankle sprain versus a low ankle sprain. But we'll do more clap revisions later in the show. I want to give a shout out. I had to have my smog check for my pickup truck, which I schlepped my surfboards and marble in. And I was instructed to go to Eric Eric's smog check on Lindley in Victory. And I promised him I'd give him a shout out. If you need your smog, the Red Star. Who even knows what this means from the DMV? But he took such good care of me. So if you need your smog checked, tell him the Weekend Warrior Show sent you, Dr. Clapper sent you, Eric Smog, Lindley and, Vic- and Victory in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, I got so much to talk about. I had a patient yesterday operating on, came all the way down from Alaska to see me. Wait till I tell you about her hip. It's fascinating. But let's get right into today's show. I want you to hear about Barry Gordy from Motown describing his favorite guy. Kind of Marvin Gaye. Marvin was very unpredictable. He was the most unpredictable. And I remember one day I was talking to him at the height of his career, number one record, number one album. And he said, you know, I got this great idea. I said, terrific, Marvin. You know, what is it? I thought he was going to come up with some major thing that was going to be a phenomenal record smash. And he says, um, 
hey, Barry, you know what I want to be? I said, uh, what, Marvin, do you want to be? He said, a boxer. A boxer. Barry Gordy was fascinated that he was thinking about so many things as a singer. But he was also thinking of many things singing as a singer. Listen to this deduction. He was a genius in front of that dead microphone. Because he could do some things that people wouldn't realize. You know, Marvin's doing all the voices. He's doing background and a lead. And uh, to color the background, it's, it's, it's four to five different harmony parts. And that's what you hear. Think about that. It's a single tube, the microphone, just like your urethra. Draining your bladder and making babies. A single pipe, single microphone, but with multiple functions. Marvin Gaye gets in front of that pipe, that single tube. But in his head, he does the background voices, the lead voices, all this going on. I think the irony about Marvin is that the different voices in his head, one whispering, love God, another whispering, get everything you can. These warring voices which tore him up, he was able to harmonize, literally harmonize in his art. I can't hear how your bladder works. I can't hear how your prostate works. I can't really put that to sound. But the idea of multi-use is Marvin Gaye. So now he gets asked, Mr. Motown, to do the national anthem with that kind of thinking in his head. He's going to use that same microphone that everybody else uses, but it's going to now do something completely different. Buckle your seatbelt. Listen to what Marvin Gaye did to our national anthem. You'll be so proud to not only know of Marvin Gaye, but to hear it. Later did the national anthem at the forum. People cool. that have heard this national anthem that he did was so Marvin Gaye-ish that when you make a classic out of the national anthem, you got to be something. And Marvin was, Marvin was something. He was really, really something. Here we go. I felt that um, singing it with that kind of music as the background gave me an inspiration. And I asked God that when I sang it, would he let it move men's souls? Can you see? What was he thinking? I, I did it the way I thought Mahalia Jackson, may, Jackson might have sung it, um, with a little bit of my style, but barring a bit of her. And I put it to a, a, march, a march beat, 
with a slight reggae um, undertone, very, very slight. Mm. What's so proudly we hate Listen to how the crowd is shocked. At the like, what is going on? Listen to the beat. And What was going on in your soul, Marvin, while you're doing this? I felt that um, while singing it, while practicing it, I felt that I felt it mm -hmm. from my soul. You know, I felt that um, singing it with that kind of music as the background gave me an inspiration. And I asked God that when I sang it, would it move, would he let it move men's souls? And um, I decided to go with it. And it did. Got chills. Now you're going to hear how the crowd goes from being so quiet to realizing something special is happening, and they're going to start applauding. clap along with him. Listen to this transition. Here we go. Marvin Gaye turned the national anthem into a hit because he can multi-use that microphone, bringing R&B, reggae, Mahalia Jackson. That's what your bladder sounds like with your prostate if it were to make noise. It's Marvin Gaye. Coming up next, you're going to hear about in the world of sports, changing that arena. It's just the same idea of multi-use, the same pipe. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show, the number is 877-710-ESPN. Every Saturday morning, we're together. And thanks so much for being with us. Holy emoji, Clapman. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Oh.
holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Wear Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Tell him Dr. Clapper sent you. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Hey, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. Forget about it there, all right? No more beer. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Honey, you do me wrong, but still I'm crazy about you. Ain't That Peculiar, written by Smokey Robinson. That song's from 1965. And that's the great Marvin Gaye. Uh, you don't even need me on the radio. Just play Marvin Gaye for the next two hours, and the Weekend Warrior Show will be just fine. Thank you very much. Mm. Coming up at 8.15, we're going to be talking to a master urologist, one of the best in the business. She works at Cedars, Dr. Karen Eilber. And we're going to talk about her expertise, which is prostate surgery. She's a urologist. You got cancer in your prostate, they got to remove it. And I'm going to ask you, should you have radiation? Should you have surgery? But one of the complications of surgery, which she deals with, is that now you may have done surgery for what the prostate does, which helps you make babies. And now your bladder don't work the right way and you're incontinent. Because they share the same pipe. The same pipe that drains your bladder makes babies. So if you work on one thing, it affects the other. And that's a problem. Or that's just the way it is. And you know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, the world of surgery. Where do we see multi-use of the same facility, the same pipe? They call it arena conversion. You're going to be listening now to workers talking about how many pieces make up the floor, the ice, the temperature. What happens when you're off a little bit? It's just the exact same issues that we deal with in the world of urology. So this is a show, and you're the loyal listener, and I appreciate it, to see, to open our eyes of where those similarities are in these different worlds of art, of sports, of surgery, because to me they're the same. So let's go to Chicago, where the hockey team are the Blackhawks and the basketball team are the Bulls. It's called the United Center. It's the Staples Center of Chicago. Listen to the challenges that they talk about in converting a hockey rink into the basketball court in a matter of hours. It's fascinating to me 
when you hear these men talk. The conversion process from Blackhawks to Bulls will start off with taking the hockey glass all down. As we're doing that process, the guys will actually start retracting the hockey seats and getting that ready to be spun into basketball. Once the Zamboni comes out and cleans the ice, then we will lay down the uh, ice decking product to cover the whole ice surface. So listen to how many pieces are in this decking, this insulation, so that you don't feel the cold ice while you're trying to play basketball. What about the moisture that comes up? Yeah, I mean, these are challenges that you're faced with when you're trying to use the same stadium to do two different things. Run around on wood versus skate around on ice. Approximately 550 sheets of ice decking. It's uh, insulated, keeps the cold down, and keeps you very comfortable if you're standing above it, and that covers the whole ice surface. 232 pieces of basketball floor will come out. It's a slow process at first to start. We make sure that the first couple rows we get out there um, are laid down and squared. Um, if you're not square with those first three rows, even if you're a quarter inch off, half inch off, by the time you're 14 rows down the line, it's, it, it gets kind of crazy. So it's kind of like a puzzle, just one piece at a time, one row at a time. That prostate wraps around your urethra. You're off by a millimeter. You take a little bit too much here and too little there, you're going to affect how the pipe actually works draining the bladder, even though you're working on reproductive stuff. But they share the same pipe. It's fascinating to me. But remember when he says, only I would be thinking about this, that there's 232 pieces for the basketball floor. Because we're going to hear from Colorado where they play basketball and hockey. And they talk about 233 pieces. So I'm thinking to myself, in Chicago, they're missing a piece that they have in Colorado. Because one says 232, and the other says 233. Things are coming out as, as things are going in, and if one side is slower than the other, it slows everything up. So it has to be kind of a, a, a meticulous in and out. Bulls to Blackhawks is slightly quicker just because you're putting everything away for the most part. Maybe an hour, 45 minutes. It's a well-oiled machine, so to say. Um, a lot of our conversion guys have been here for a long time. These are the workers. These are the urologists that need to take care of the patient who's the player. The guys take a lot of pride in their work and feel very uh, gratified knowing that in some part their help is allowing these great athletes the opportunity to play and the great fans of Chicago a chance to watch these great athletes. Hey, this is the part I also love. Here's the uh, Clippers to the L.A. Kings hockey team. This is Ed Fluellen, who's been doing it forever, 20 years now, uh, talking about that conversion. I've been here operations manager about 16 years in my current position. Right now what we're doing is uh, we, of course, came out of a, a Clippers basketball game. As you can see, the court is gone. Uh, decks A and B are gone. The uh, L units are gone, and now we're exposing the ice. We're removing the overlay floor. Now, the overlay floor is basically about an um, inch and a quarter thick, and what it does, the composite material helps get the uh, condensation down, and it keeps the moisture from rising above to the uh, floor, and it makes it non-slip resistant as well. 
I'm sure temperature makes a big difference in the world of a urologist trying to work on the urethra, the bladder, and the prostate. It's fascinating. It also makes a difference when you're turning over a stadium. The average time is approximately two hours and 20 minutes. The fastest time we have on record to date is an hour and 50 minutes. We have approximately 45 people here that consist of conversion crew, event crew, uh, maintenance guys, and our engineers. Our set point for a hockey game is 55 degrees, and we start to cool the building on double headers right about halftime, beginning of the uh, third quarter. So we have to have the building close to set point, otherwise when we expose the ice, it'll start to get slushy and, and wet, and hockey players don't like that. So temperature makes a difference, but you know what also runs your bladder, your prostate, your erectile dysfunction, your incontinence, your brain, nerves. There are neurologic junctions. Well, that's electronics. Are there electronics involved with arena conversions? Yes, there are. Radio frequency units, just like the brain talking to your bladder, talking to your prostate. Pepsi Center literally lights up for the playoffs, and the technology behind it is pretty cool. Up in the catwalk there, there's a, a bunch of RF transponders that are sending signal these, and it's all controlled through a lighting board. That's the show fans will see. But there's another one that goes on when the games are over. This is our uh, basketball. This is our basketball floor. This is, you know, it's all like a male-female system. You put it in, close it and that's how it goes. Matt Monona and his 22-member team can turn hardwood into ice in around three hours. Doing it the other way takes a little more time. Listen to this next bit where they talk about how many pieces the basketball floor is. He says 233. We know in the United Center there's 232. Do they actually have an extra piece? And then you also have 233 pieces of basketball court that need to go down all being done in roughly four hours with about 20 to 22 workers. They do it right most of the time. There has been times where the lines don't match up and you have to like they're just they're just off a little bit and you have to rip up and do it but that that was a long time ago. Mm. So there you go in the world of sports the world of art in the world of surgery the whole idea of a multi-use be careful because a mistake in fixing one part of the multi-use can lead to problems elsewhere. But on the other hand, beautiful things happen when you use that same microphone and you have Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem. It's a beautiful thing when multi-use occurs. Coming up next, I'll take your calls. The clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers, aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. 
John Ireland, you know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. My mother is quelling in heaven right now when you say that. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm Belly Slater. Thank you. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Thinking about my radio show. That song's from 1969. We made that right after the Grapevine song. The great Marvin Gaye. I'm honored to play his music in the operating room and on this show. He just hits you with an arrow right in the center of your heart. For those of you who love following me on Twitter... Boy, do I appreciate it. It's at Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm going to read a tweet from a listener, George Sands, at Dr. Robert Clapper. I was at the Marvin Gaye All-Star Game, he tweets, and the open practice the previous day, which resulted in my rookie card. George Sands, what a pleasure. I know Keith Erickson's listening. I know Kurt Rambis is listening. I know so many of... You who still live in Los Angeles, who really represented Los Angeles on the field, on the court, on the ice. Because when I run into you, you go, Dr. Clapper, what a pleasure it is. But the show is about the weekend warrior. The warrior we see on the field, on the court, the ice. But it's you, the fans, the weekend warrior. I really get a kick out of spending time with you. Certainly in my office and in surgery, but here on Saturday for 10 years with Steve Paulette. Ah, I love it. Let's take some calls. The lines are lit up. The number's 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Wayne. Is it Wayne? Warren. Warren, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, Dr. Clapper. I, I truly appreciate you, your insights. Thank you. Uh, have to- How young are you and what do you do for a living? I'm 61 years old, okay. and I am a dentist. No way! Oh. Yes. I yes, give sir. you full credit for changing the world of orthopedic surgery because, God forbid, the MD would give the DDS credit, but we should. Without the dentist, there would be no acrylic cement, which I used yesterday on two patients who had their knees replaced. I would not be using that material if it wasn't for the dentist, and we stole that technology from them. And me, personally, I have patents on tools used all over the world, millions of cases. It's called the Ultra Drive because my wife made me go to the dentist and have my teeth cleaned when I was a resident, and I asked the dentist, how come this doesn't crack my tooth? And he said, I have no idea. Just shut up. I want to clean your teeth. And I went home and read about it. 
and patented ultrasonic chisels and tools that are now used as the standard of the art all over the world because my wife made me go to a dentist to Uncle Dave Beckman, her uncle, and changed my life. So I want to thank you for being a dentist and changing my world and all of our world. So whatever I can do to help, what hurts, what can I do for you? Okay. Um, first thing is a, just a shout-out for your book, Heal Your Hips. Great. I had hip replacement surgery in 2006, uh, arthritic hip, mm-hmm. bone on bone. And my good hip started hurting me about four months ago. Mm-hmm. And in my knowledge, I said, I need to get in the pool yep. and start doing some exercises, but had no idea what exercises to do. Right. Well, got your book. Good. Got your book. And as soon as I did, the heater in the pool went out. It just got fixed Thursday. I was in the pool yesterday. First chapter, showing what to do in the pool, what to do out of the pool. Mm-hmm. This morning, I wake up 80% less pain in my hip. Ah, I love it. I'm not taking full credit. Well, Lindy Yui, who I wrote the book with, is an expert yeah. in water exercises. And, it, you know, the reason I've only done three books with her is because it takes two years to write a book. It's a labor intensive, but it's a labor of joy to do it with Lindy Yui. But that is why those books are so popular and people buy them all over the world. I mean, it's really awesome. So thank you to you, to Linda, yeah. you know, to make the world a better place. Total strangers I'll never meet. Read the book. They get better. What a what a joy it is to be able to change the world in some small way. And that's what all of us need to do. But that's what I do when I write a book. So thank yeah. you for reading that. And I, oh, and like I said, the first chapter's pictures and exercises. Yes. Just magnificent. Just the, the greatest way to start it is to say, this is what you need to do to help yourself. Exactly. I, I, Warren, you're a member of the family now. If you ever need me, you got me in your back pocket, but thanks so much for reading the book. One, 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 one more thing. Yes. The other reason I'm calling is because of my shoulder. Yes. Because of what I do in the intricate motions, I have developed biceps tendonitis. Yes. Do not let your doctor give you a cortisone shot, okay? When they come at you with that needle, go, no, like Dracula going to bite your neck. No. No. What exercises can I do to strengthen the other muscles to try to release? Where do you live, uh, Warren? Where do you live? Los Angeles. Like what part of town? Mar Vista. So Linda Yui has a physical therapy place on uh, Motor and National, Culver City. Not far from where you probably throw a rock from your house and hit their place. You should call them, Complete PT. You, that wonderfully works well with a good physical therapist. You're not having surgery on your biceps tendon. You're not having a shot. Nope, 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 You'll nope. need to learn the right exercise to do, and you deserve it. You work hard your whole life. You need to do a little maintenance, just like the car. You got to take care of that body of yours. At 61, trust me, at Cedar sinai you know what we call what you have, Warren? Altacocoritis. That's what you have. You're getting old. You need to learn the right kind of exercises because you're a professional athlete on some level because you work with your body as a dentist. It's physical. Your back your hips, your knees, but also your upper extremities. So learn the right exercises. I'm going to write another book called Heal Your Shoulder, but right now I haven't. You'll go to a good physical therapist and you call okay. those folks. Call a Complete PT, and they'll take care of you. And tell them Dr. Clapper we'll sent you. Dr. Clapper. We'll Thank you, Dr. Now, Warren, you're a total stranger. Look at all that I just did for you. You know how you can thank me? You find a total stranger today. You do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me, Okay. I always do. All right. Always God bless do. you, Warren. And thanks for being a loyal listener. Act of kindness. 
All right, you're exactly right. right. God bless. All right, Warriors, we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. We'll come back. This, uh, I'll take some calls. The lines are all lit up. But I also want to tell a story about an actor who passed away this week, George Siegel, and how that relates to my dad in World War II. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you me meeting George Siegel and telling him about my father, Abraham Clapper. You're going to love this story. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. What are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar sinai head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. What's up, it's LZ. Look, you know there's no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. 7 and 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. What? Who are you? What did you just say? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. He's chiseled out of marble. He's got 48 chest and a 32-inch waist. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. How sweet it is. This song's from 1964. Holland and Dozier. Marvin Gaye. We're playing Marvin Gaye all day today because Marvin Gaye took a single microphone and had many different voices come through that microphone. Multi-use of the same pipe which is exactly what happens with your prostate and your bladder. And at 8.15, we're going to talk about our bodies and that multi-use of the same pipe. Dr. Karen Eilber, the challenges of multi-use in sports, in art, in surgery. This past week at age 87... One of the great actors, George Siegel, died, who happened to go to Columbia, where I went to college, so I've always known about him. And in my office one day, I see a patient of mine who's a legendary, iconic stuntman. Terry Leonard, he's been a guest on this show. I've taken care of so many stuntmen and stuntwomen. I mean, this whole town is built around their backs, their hips, their knees, their shoulders, and they don't really get enough credit. But another Mount Rushmore stuntman was Hal Needham. And Hal Needham tore up his shoulder, and I did a shoulder replacement on him many years ago. He's since passed away. But Hal Needham came to see me after his surgery so I could take an x-ray and see how he was doing. 
He was such a great guy. And when he walks into my office, if you ever came to my office, you'll see the sculptures that I make in marble, the surfboards hanging on the wall. And it's almost like a delicatessen now because you'll see lots of pictures of people from Halle Berry and you know, all kinds of folks that I've taken care of. And on the wall is a picture from November of 1945 of my father, Abraham Clapper, one of the first troops to free Paris. And there he is with his buddies in the army in their uniforms uh, because the war is over because of men like him and women like him. And it's a black and white picture. And when Hal Needham came into my office, he looked at all the pictures I have, and he went right to that one. He says, who's that? I said, that's a picture of my dad from 1945 freeing Paris as an army corporal. And he said, wow, your dad was in World War II. Yep. I said, he fought in something called the bridge at Remagen, the battle to save this bridge that Hitler wanted to keep this bridge for his supply lines. But then when Hitler realized the war was going to be over, he tried to blow it up so the Allied forces couldn't get to him. And my father was in this battle to keep the bridge so that the Allied forces could get into Germany. Hal Needham looks at me and goes, I made a movie called The Bridge at Remagen. I said, you did? Yeah, 1969. I got to bring you a copy. So, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, Hal Needham comes to my office, and he brings me the DVD. My dad brought home from the war, World War II, a Nazi helmet, which I still have, a pistol, which I still have, and his uniform, which I don't have. Someone else has that. But I saw it in his closet my whole life growing up. So now I sit down and I watch this DVD that Hal Needham made called The Bridget Remagen to learn about this battle that I'd always heard about as a kid. Not, and my dad didn't talk about it a lot, but that, you know, I was like all over learning about it. Because when I asked, did you ever kill anybody? Did you do anything? Nah, Robbie, I just was, you know, was like, he always downplayed everything. Meantime, when he died, there was a medal at his funeral that I'd never seen before. So he must have done a lot more than he talked about, but he just never talked about it. Well, I'm sitting in my house watching the DVD, and guess what I see? I see George Siegel, the actor, in this movie, wearing my dad's uniform. It was unbelievable. It came to life. Now I could see living, breathing. It's true, it's a movie, but... Oh, my God, it was awesome. Now, fast forward a year later, I'm at a restaurant way before COVID. This is years ago in Santa Monica. And um, it's great, having a great time with my wife. And in the corner of the restaurant, who's sitting there? George Siegel, the actor. I said to my wife, you know, I never would do this in a million years. But I got to say thank you to him. I, I just need to let him know that he essentially played my father in this movie. My wife says, don't do that. You're gonna, they don't want to be. I got up because I'm shy. <laughs> that should be the funniest thing I said today. And I got up and I walked to the corner of the restaurant. There he is with his family. I leaned over. I touched his shoulder softly. And I said, Mr. Siegel, uh, I'm Dr. Clapper. 
And he said, from the Weekend Warrior Show? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> he said, I said, I really respect your free time and I, and I really don't want to bother, but I just need to tell you one thing. And I tell him, you were in a movie. You know, everybody wants to talk about the other movies he made. He was in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Where's Papa? He's, he's you know, famous movie star and TV star. No one in his whole life ever came up to him to talk about the bridge at Ramagan as a movie that he was in, except me. I've got, you were in the, he looks at me, he goes, yes. I go, and you wore the army uniform? Yes. I said, my father was in that battle and you wore the same uniform that he, he looked at. I said, I just, it just brought my father to life for me. And he stopped. Everybody left him alone. And he looked at me and goes, Dr. Clapper, I want to thank you for coming up to tell me that. It, he could not have been sweeter, nicer. And that's why when I saw this week that he passed away, it really made me think. There's a great Yiddish word called a mensch. You're a mensch. George Siegel was a mensch. He was, he was like when I met Vince Scully. Vince Scully is a mensch. Certain people, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of them, but they're, they just, they get it. They realize we're all here on borrowed time. We're really just visiting. We're in a piece of machinery, our bodies, but it's really a spirit that's inside us. Some people get it. They're not that full of themselves. And that is why I really wanted to take this time to talk about George Siegel. So coming up at the top of the hour, I'm going to tell even more stories, stories that relate to my guest at 815 talking about that multi-use. Our bladder needs to be drained through a pipe, our urethra, or that same urethra allows us to make babies with our prostate. And when you work on one part for one reason, like you have prostate cancer, guess what? You can affect and ruin and complicate your ability to pee. You better be cognizant of that single pipe having multiple uses. In art, in sports, in surgery, it's fascinating when you share that microphone, Marvin Gaye, and can do reggae, national anthem, as well as Motown. It's a fascinating subject. They're all fascinating to me. And thanks for listening. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Yes, it's good to be king. Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clapper Vision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.